welcome back to Grid Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by two members of the collective, the disciple, Brett Colson and Donnie D.P. Peters, no Mo Nuara. He is back in the United States, returning from the majestic Czech capital of Prague, but... I think our our buddy, I think uh, Gridiron Gamble superfan Jan Koris maybe gave him too many IPAs. Maybe that's what's happening because Mo is MIA. Has anybody do they have IPAs in, in Czech Republic or do they just have beer? Well, I, I think IPAs I think are just beer. beer. If, if you looked up the the Gridiron Gamble glossary, which I know we will have one day, I think IPAs just stand for any adult beverage. And speaking of adult beverages, Bert Manani. Great takeaways on Tuesday's recap episode. I mean, really well thought out, well reasoned, just really great takes. Appreciate. Look, it's, it. an, it's an important week in fantasy. People are playing for a lot of money in the championship week. I need, you know, I, I had to deliver this week, and I feel like I did. It, it had to have been. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was your your greatest Bert Minotti segment of the year. I would have to agree. I. I probably put the least amount of work into it but i i still feel like i came through excellent it is it's the fantasy championship boys and girls i hope you have at least one team i've got one sweat this weekend i do not have antonio brown for that sweat so, i do so it is extra sweaty what what's your uh who are your star players? Do you, do you feel like you're favored, favorited or no, not? No, definitely not favored. I would have been favored with AB. I am no longer favored. I did pick up Martavis Bryant. Martavis. This league is this league is so stupid. I am. It's uh, a 12, it's a twelve team league, and the, the 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 crop of players on the waiver wire are just amazing. It's embarrassing the the players. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody nobody pays attention. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, Martavis in week sixteen is pretty pretty phenomenal. I uh, I am replacing him. With, I think I'm replacing him with with a player that I'm going to mention later. So I'll just do that then and not spoil it now. DP, before we hit record, you said you have a new promotion this week. DraftKings ripped the Millie Maker from us. They they swooped in, they they grabbed out, and they just ripped it from your claws. I mean, you're just trying to give pizzas and dollars to the people, and they they're not going to allow you to do that this week but you do have a new promotion you're trying to give back to the people what are you going to do this weekend dp i am trying to give back to the people so this week they're having this this eight dollar entry santa's eight reindeer special it's got 1.5 million dollars guaranteed hundred thousand dollars is going to go to first place so with this promo i'm going to enter five lineups into that contest and all of the listeners have a chance to win a share of not one not two not three not four but all five of the entries uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be giving away a total of uh, 30% combined to all the people who rate and review our show, Gridiron Gamble, on iTunes between the release date of this show, which is Thursday, December 21st, and Saturday, December 23rd. Uh, that gives you three days to make this happen. iTunes does put the date next to the review. I can look that up, so don't try and cheat the system. Uh, so... Just to quickly tell you how you can do this, it's going to sound a lot harder than it is. Trust me, it only takes a couple minutes, if that. Um, all you got to do, find Good Air and Gamble on iTunes. Click the stars to give us a rating, then leave us a review. 
Uh, in terms of how we're going to track this, just leave your first name, your Twitter handle, the first part of your email address, anything that can help us just verify that this is you uh, leaving the review. Then just drop us a note on Twitter or uh, you can send us an email, gridirongamblepodcast at gmail.com. Just let us know you gave the review. We'll double check it. We'll verify it. We'll let you know and we'll confirm that you are in. However many people do it, I will evenly divide the 30% offering among all of them. So if there's five people, that's 6% each. If there's 10 people, that's 3% each. If there's one person, you're going to get all 30%. Okay. And you're again, you're going to get that across all five of the entries. So this is a great way. There's plenty of opportunities. I'm going to be entering a few different lineups in this thing. Uh, and you will have an opportunity to have a piece of all of them. So let's go. Let's go win some damn money. Let's have fun with the review too. Tell us who your favorite reindeer is and why. In addition to your personal information. So who is your favorite of the eight reindeer? And don't don't be chalk, you know. Don't pick Rudolph. Tell tell us who your favorite reindeer is and why. And if you are outside of the great United States of America, we can't see the store, so we can't verify. So be sure to take a screenshot if you are in Canada or if you're like our friend Jan. If you are in Europe, be sure to take a screenshot of your review and send it along so we can verify because we cannot see your store, unfortunately. America. And that's that. Let's get to week 16 DFS. While you may not be in your fantasy championship, you can certainly put a couple sweats in on DraftKings. And the first thing we do each week is look at the teams that are expected to score the most points and have the highest implied team total. And nobody has a higher implied team total this week than the New England Patriots. They play host to Brett's Buffalo Bills, and they are 12.5-point favorites, and thus getting an implied team total of 29.5. The next highest team, Drew Brees and the New Orleans. They play host to the Atlanta Falcons, and they are 5.5-point favorites in the Vegas zone, as Bill Simmons would put it, and they are projected to score 29 points. And then right below them, keeping it in the NFC South, Cam Newton and the ownerless, or soon-to-be ownerless, Carolina Panthers are hosting Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are pretty decent favorites, I'd say, double digits, minus 10 against the division rival, and they are projected to score a total of 28.25 points. So the Patriots, the Saints, and the Panthers the highest implied team totals of the week. Looking at the weather, uh, if you're playing the Island game, we might have some bad weather in Colts-Ravens. They're calling for drizzle and 9-mile-an-hour winds. Somehow, the forecasted temperature is 61 degrees on uh, December 23rd, the eve of Christmas Eve. That seems crazy. What? Yeah, in Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> and it's a, it's a it's a late afternoon game too, so that seems insane. Uh nothing else really to report. Got maybe might have some wind in Browns Bears, seeing twelve miles an hour right here. Uh and maybe some wind again if you're playing the island slate, Oakland at Philadelphia, twelve mile an hour winds, uh the northeast. Philadelphia things can get a little messy, so keep tabs on that. But in terms of 
precipitation doesn't seem like anything will get in the way as of now. So let's get to some players, let's get to some stacks, and we'll turn to the god, Bert Minotti. Tee us up, give us some stacks for Week 16. Well, I like the Seattle passing game this week against Dallas. Uh, Last week was unfortunate because of the weather conditions at game time in Seattle, so we had to pivot off Russ there, and fortunately I did. Uh, But a lousy performance in that game gives us a really nice bounce-back spot this week against that 20th-ranked Cowboys pass defense. Russ, I think playing, playing him naked is fine. But I, I do like Paul Richardson at this $4,300 price tag this week. He leads the, the Seahawks in targets over the past five weeks. Yet he's $2,000 cheaper than Doug Baldwin. I, I really like the savings he affords you there with a high-priced quarterback. Russ is the highest-priced quarterback this week. And I think we're going to see reduced ownership coming off that terrible game against the Rams. So uh, I, I like the combination there. It uh, gives you uh, sort of a, a discount. Uh, with the high-priced quarterback, which I typically like to avoid. And speaking of which, the other quarterback I like this week is the cheapest one on the board, and that is Drew against the Giants. We rail on Stanton all season as being one of the worst quarterbacks. He is terrible. He's in a great spot at home against the team that you could say played its Super Bowl last week against the Eagles. They lost, and certainly mailing it in now the last two weeks. Uh, so give me the give me all the Stanton Larry Fitzgerald stacks this week. Fitz had that one, and I don't imagine many will be clicking on Drew Stanton this week. And uh, in this reindeer contest with so many entries, I like being a little sneaky with uh, with a quarterback. DP, I li- I like that we're starting off weird. I've I've I very much enjoyed that. DP, give us some stacks, sir. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get a bit weirder. Uh, First of all, I did write down uh, Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin, but Brett already went through them, so I will skip over to... I have two other stacks written down, but I also wrote down at the end of my notes that you could stack these two stacks together. Um, So, listen, the Bears are playing the Browns. They're at home. Just stack the entire Bears team against the Cleveland Browns. Mitch Trubisky, Kendall Wright, Adam Shaheen, if he plays, watch Adam Shaheen on the injury report. The Browns just absolutely suck, and this is a super cheap stack that's allow you to just have an absolute party elsewhere. Trubisky, 4,700. Kendall Wright, 3,800. Shaheen's 3,300. And then the other part of that stack was Jordan Howard at 6,600 and the Bears defense at 3,500. I mean, I already said it. This Browns team is just horrible. We know how the Bears do at home. Uh, they play much better than they do on the road. I think that they're going to play all right in this game uh, enough to to provide value and upside where I think that this one could get out of control. Um, I mean, I like what Trubisky does most of the time. I mean, Rich, you and I talked about this on the recap pod that 90% of the time he looks like an NFL quarterback, and then he always has that one head scratcher, which is beyond all belief. But I'll take it and I'll ride with it and I'll try and see this upside. And I think that Kendall Wright is his go-to guy in the the passing game and he's going to get a lot of targets and he's only 3,800. So yeah, stack this entire bears team. I don't care. I really care how you do it. I'm going to have a lot of exposure to it and I'm going to go against the Browns because they are just really, really bad. Kendall Wright was the gentleman I teed up (laughs) in the start of the podcast. I am going to be starting Kendall Wright in a fantasy championship. Antonio Brown out Deshaun Jackson likely out uh Corey Coleman going against the Jags so who who is there on a barren waiver wire in a 14 team league 
Well, how about the guy coming off of back-to-back double-digit target games, uh, 11 and 13 respectively, and who's caught 17 passes for 190 yards, and that's Kendall Wright in a great matchup here uh, against the Browns. I guess uh, Corey Coleman doesn't get the Jags. I don't know what I was thinking there. Uh, But he's got against the Bears. Don't think it's a good matchup. But Trubisky loves Kendall Wright, and it's not like Kendall Wright was injured. I don't. don't, It's such a weird late-season swoon, but... Anybody who's listened to this podcast knows how much I love the talent, love the kid. The offensive coordinator has roots back in Tennessee, where Kendall Wright started off his career, also likes Wright, and uh, the rapport is there with Trubisky. And I think while Wright might be popular, being so cheap and having so much volume the last two weeks, I think we can kind of eat some of that popularity, some of that chalk, by rostering Trubisky, who is coming off of a three-interception performance and has not been too fantastic. So I'm definitely on the Trubisky and Wright train. Uh, if you're playing the Island games, I don't know how you can get away from getting exposure to Joe Flacco against this Colts defense. Uh, the Colts made Brock Osweiler look like John Elway. That was one of the most embarrassing defensive performances I've ever seen. And Flacco has really been on a roll lately. He's failed to cross the 300-yard mark, but in the last three games against the Lions, Steelers, and Browns, uh, we're talking an average of like 270 yards and two touchdowns. So he's been just fine. And during that time, his favorite target has been Mike Wallace, who has come up with 23 targets, uh, caught 14 of them, for 250 yards or so. The one thing he hasn't done is find the end zone, and I think he can against this Colts defense. So if you're playing the Island games, I like a little Flacco and Mike Wallace. And one stack that I, I'm not giving out, but I, I wanted to love because of uh, rule of worst team last week, basically Brett's strategy with the Seahawks, is I really, really, really wanted to love Andy Dalton, A.J. Green, but and one of the reasons is because A.J. Green is coming off of Xavier Rhodes, but now he's going to have Darius Slay on him, who is not as good as Rhodes, but damn near close, grading it an 88 on PFF. So I I don't hate a Dalton, uh, Brandon, was it Brandon Tate stack? Uh, Brandon LaFell, excuse me, Brandon LaFell stack, because I don't know, just this game just feels like one for the Gipper, Marv's last home game. Rule of total rule of Mo. Bengals looked the absolute worst last week. I'm scared of AJ Green on Darius Slay, but I do think the Bengals are going to find a way to win this game and move the ball. So I, I want some exposure to Dalton, maybe naked Andy Dalton. I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. I'm, I'm certainly going to have naked a- Andy Dalton. It's insane. I know it's I know it's insane. Uh, but this lines their average 16th against the pass according to DVOA. Uh, they're just an average team. I don't know. It just feels like a g- great spot for the Bengals to put up some points. But I'm, I am scared of that slay AJ Green matchup. And I don't know who to stack. I mean, I don't love Tyler Croft. I don't really love Lavelle. The running back situation is up in the air with Mixon battling injury and Giovanni Bernard just being meh. So I don't know. Naked Andy Dalton. <laughs> Let's go. 
And speaking of standalone, let's go back around the horn. DP, are there any standalone QPs that you'd play this week? Yeah, there's uh, two guys. Uh, Cam Newton, 6,800. I mean, Cam's been absolutely killing it. Uh, he's playing a Tampa Bay defense that I don't think is good at all. Um, and, you know, the, the part that really, you know, tipped me forward or over the edge on picking Cam Newton is that he's back to running a fair bit. I mean, they've just... I guess the whole thing about him having concussions and getting nailed is just decided they've, you know, thrown that by the wayside and been like, listen, we got to win these games. And Cam, if you have to do it with your feet, you're going to do it. Uh, and Cam Newton's been doing that. Uh, he's the second back or second best running back in that offense behind Christian McCaffrey because Jonathan Stewart sucks, as we oh, all know on, on this on. podcast. Come on. Why? Come on, man. We we listen. We tried to tout him that one time this year, a couple times this year, too many times this year. But hey, Cam Newton. If if you need to kill the clock in the fourth quarter, give it to Cam Newton. That works just fine. And then uh, the other one that I like uh, is the L.A. Pretty Boy, and that is Jared Goff. I mean, he's. I think this price is too low. Sixty one hundred for. Goff and that Rams offense against this Tennessee Titans defense that we all know is god awful uh, against the pass. I think that after last week, tons of people are going to be on Todd Gurley given the performance that he had. Um, and this is a good way to sort of fade all of that chalk going in that direction and just pick up Jared Goff. I mean, he's got a lot of weapons, and even Gurley can be used in the passing game a lot. He has been used in the passing game a lot this year. Um, so, not really able key on one person so i'll just pick jared goff naked and see what happens Minotti, you you mentioned briefly a little bit of naked russ perhaps any other quarterbacks you'd play standalone yeah it's cam newton week uh, a lot to play for in this game he's gonna be chalk but you just you can't ignore the recent results he's now facing a bucks team that's on a short week decimated by injury on the defensive side of the ball you got to have some cam in your life this week. And as we've seen all season, you don't need to stack him. He finds ways to spread the ball around, also racks up points with his legs, as Donnie mentioned. So uh, I'm going to have a decent amount of cam doing this week. I hate paying up a quarterback, but it's really tough not to like both cam and Russ this week. Yeah, you're doubling up on the uh, the expensive QBs. Very un monotony like With some Drew Stanton in there. Yeah, that's right. You needed the to... three goats. <laughs> You needed to uh, to sneak some some sharp play in there. All right, let's shift over to the running back position. Manati will let you lead us off. You got to have some value plays in there if you're going to pay up for for a quarterback. Yeah, you would think. And now I'm looking at what I have, and I do not have a whole <laughs> lot of value. <laughs> I guess I have value at uh, at wide receiver. Uh, Devontae, Devontae Freeman is way underpriced at 6,500. This price was set before he ripped off nearly 200 scrimmage, scrimmage yards on Monday night. I love this kid. I know, Rich, you talked about him on the recap show. Uh, the Saints are vulnerable on the ground. Freeman, he's going to be popular, probably the most popular back this week. But if you can find ways to build a unique lineup around him with a Drew Stanton, I'm all for it. So Devontae is my top play of the week. I like all three Patriots running backs this week. I feel like one of them is going to go off. So I'm going to be sprinkling them into lineups against Buffalo. I don't think Deion Lewis's role will change much. So I'm more interested in James White and Mike Gillisley at their price tags. White 4,100, Gillisley at 3,900. There has to be value on both these guys, given their potential in this game with Rex Burkhead out. Gillisley especially, 
this could be that Jonas Gray game from three years ago where Belichick just gives it to the new guy who hasn't played like 30 times, knowing that he won't see the field in the playoffs, just run him to the ground. Like, why not? Like, why can't this be just a Mike Gillisley 25 carry game? So I have a lot of interest in both Gillisley and James White here. I think they're going to see uh, a lot of volume. And uh, then we got to talk about Zeke because nobody on that field is going to be as fresh as Ezekiel Elliott this week. And right now he's listed as out on DraftKings. Unfortunately, there's no Thursday slate, so you're not going to – you're not going to be able to get him at really low ownership, but it depends on how, like when DraftKings changes his status, when he's officially activated, you might get some lower ownership on Zeke than you should because he could see a full workload in his return against the Hawks this week. And the ceiling is through the roof. The Hawks were just shredded by Todd Gurley last week. That was at home in Dallas. This could be a monster game for Zeke in a positive game script situation. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be paying up for him when I, where I can. It's gonna be tough when when I'm trying to fit in Cam Newton and Russ, but uh, I I really like a Russ Wilson Zeke stack. Yeah, we didn't even notice the Zeke thing until we hopped on the pod and DP pointed it out. The, the little out tag next to him. What what are you taking from that, DP? Well, when I was doing all my notes last night and research, uh, I took it as He's out. I didn't even think twice about it. I didn't bother to look at it. Um, I was like, oh, well, he must just not be back this week. Um, I mean, I saw that he was back, but I was like, you know, that could just be somebody misreported. Maybe he's sitting out this week. I don't know. And then Brett brought it up right before the show. And and yeah, it just looks like the tag has not been removed. So hopefully that nice big fat O, that red O next to Zeke's name on the in the DraftKings lobby just helps some people click away from him. But if that wasn't there, I would think this is going to be a great spot. I mean, he is 8,000. You are going to be paying up for him, but I like Zeke this week. I think it's a good spot. I just searched Twitter for Zeke, DraftKings, Zeke out. And the last tweet was on November 12th. So, guys, if you're listening to this, shh, don't tell anybody. Just roster Zeke. <laughs> Maybe we can sneak it through. Uh, also, DP, what are, what are your thoughts on Brett's Mike Gillisley take. What is W-E-E-I saying about the Pats running backs? First of all, it's 98.5 the Sports Hub. <laughs> Second of all, I believe that, or I thought that uh, Brett was reading my notes because I have written down this could be the Jonas Gray game um, with Burkhead out if you want to get someone who's going to be that power back in a lot of goal line situations where they refuse to use Gil- or Lewis um, where, you know, short third down any short fourth downs that they might have um, where they refuse to use Lewis that's also (laughs) has to be going to Mike Gillisley I mean they don't run the ball with James White they just throw the ball to James White Um, see I would like to think I mean Brett said that you know he doesn't necessarily think that Lewis's load is going to get increased at all I think it will be but very slightly I mean he's topped out at uh, 15 yard or 15 uh, rush attempts per game um, whenever he's had the most, I hope that if that can get up to 18 to 20, and then if he can mix in three to five targets in the passing game, I think that that's great upside for Lewis. Um, Lewis is somebody that I also like, even despite the $6,000, uh, price tag that comes with a three, $600 increase. Uh, but Mike Gillisley at 3,900 against his old team, 
you know, I feel like the Patriots can just get up in this one and then just kind of try and put it away. I mean, they got to just get a win. You know, the Patriots do. They need to just win these last two games, lock up the number one overall seed in the AFC. And I don't think they're they're going to get too crazy, too out of sorts. And I think that Gillisley, you could see Gillisley was the first game of the season when he had three touchdowns. You could just see Gillisley get, you know, eight yards, three touchdowns, something stupid like I mean. that. I think that could happen this week. You know, it's just like they're just going to get down to the the six yard line and just give it to Gillisley. I mean, that's so I love putting Gillisley in, in lineups. I think it's going to be a great play. I don't think anyone's going to really be clicking on that guy. So let's go Gillisley. Who else at running back are you targeting this week, DB? Uh, I like Leonard Fournette, 7,500. I don't really care about the price here. I mean, it's just Fournette against that. 49ers rush defense so yes please give me some and then I also like Carlos Hyde uh he's playing a good Jaguars defense and a good Jaguars secondary but I feel like there's going to be a lot of opportunities here for him in the check down game and that's the exact situation that I really want Carlos Hyde in on a uh, a site like DraftKings where I get that that PPR uh scoring so uh, Carlos Hyde I love him all the time. I'm going to be loving him this week uh, at 5,000. I think that, you know, where this defense is going to be really good against Jimmy G, I think Jimmy G is mobile enough and smart enough and good enough to just dump it off to Carlos Hyde and he can get some yards that way. Um, maybe even some garbage time yards if the, if the Jaguars are up a ton of points at the end of the game. So, and then a couple of the, Rich, I'm really happy you mentioned uh, Devonte Freeman. I really liked him. I wanted to bring him up. I, had a question about him if we were going to be going with him, but I really like him. I want to know what you guys think about this guy, Capri Bibbs, for the Redskins. Um, and then two other guys that I like, and it's one, one depends on the other, are Kerwin Williams and Elijah Penny, both of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, what is uh, it? Is an E Penny? Yeah, Elijah Penny. You should see how he spells his name, too. It's, it's really wacky. Um, but <laughs> so Kerwin Williams is uh, on the injury report. Um, so I would monitor that. Kerwin Williams is just 4,300. Uh, and then Elijah Penny is the absolute base minimum of 3,000. Uh, if Kerwin Williams is out, I would punt on some Elijah Penny. If not, I would just put Kerwin Williams in the game. Uh, unlike where Brett likes Drew Stanton, I don't really like Drew Stanton this week. I just feel like they can get into a lot of trouble with him. I don't really know what the hell that guy's going to do. Um, I think that they're just going to hand the ball off a ton to Kerwin Williams. I don't think Kerwin Williams is that good, but he's got a really good matchup against a really bad team in the New York Giants. So if he does play 4,300, I got to have that in there. I mean, if I can get if I can get that Mitch Trubisky stack in there with Mike Gillisley and Kerwin Williams, I mean, I can have a party, an absolute party elsewhere and roster whoever the hell I want. So I'm going to be looking at doing some of that. What are your thoughts on the Arizona running back situation, Bert? Any interest in gambling on Kerwin Williams or something, Penny? Well, that there's a lot to unpack there <laughs> with what Donnie just talked about. Um, I, I I actually like Kerwin Williams as a running back. I think he's fine. Uh, is he healthy? I, I need to look at the the injury report this week because I know he was dealing with some injury issues last week. Uh, I'm probably going to stay away from the Arizona running game. I like the passing game way too much. Uh, Capri Bibbs, no, I'm not doing that. He had like 14, 14 or 15 snaps last week, including that touchdown. And you're going to see, I mean, first of all, you saw his price increase because of that touchdown. And you're going to see some people clicking on him this week, which is ridiculous, I think. Um, I do like the Washington 
passing offense, which we'll get into in a little bit, but I'm not playing Capri Bibbs. And what else? What else are we talking about there? Uh, Penny Bibbs. Elijah Penny. Yeah, something Penny. Something Penny. Uh, Elijah Penny's the play if if Kerwin Williams sits. That's that's the the option there. And he, I think he had ten rushes for fifty yards last week. Elijah Kerwin Williams got hurt. Elijah Penny's the play if you want to turn on red zone on Sunday and uh, and see that all of your lineups are in flames and want to just sit back and drown yourself in eggnog, then Elijah Penny's definitely the play. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> I mean, how bad is that Cardinals offensive line? I, I don't Honestly, if they put Gale Sayers back there, I don't know if I'm rostering him. <laughs> Yeah, I can't trust something, Elijah Penny. What is yeah? What is this name? How? What was it, what were his parents doing? What is this? What is? I need the Elijah <laughs> with two A's. Yeah, and the H is before both of the A's. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, takes running back takes. Uh, I don't really have much to add. I think Fournette's the running back that interests me the most this week, barring injury. It's just a great matchup. The Niners stink defensively, and the Niners can kind of, I don't is Garoppolo going to be able to move the ball against the Jags defense? I don't. My other thing with, with Fournette is, I mean, don't we think that a lot of people are going to be on Bortles, just given what he's been doing this month? I mean, he's been crushing. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, Fournette hasn't been playing. Maybe some people aren't really paying attention to him. And now you can just, I mean, yeah, his price tag's high, but maybe you can get some lower ownership than expected against a really bad rush defense. I'm definitely down for that. I don't know. I, I don't really like the running back position this week. I I, I really love this this Ravens game. So again, if you're, if you're in the Island game and if you're not, Stacking Flacco, I like, I like Alex Collins. This Colts defense is so bad. So horrifically bad. Uh, wide receiver, DP, lead us off. Give us some pass catchers for this week. I like Keenan Allen this week, 7,700. Uh, just, you know, coming going against the Jets, Rich, your Jets. Uh, I mean, they're all right in the passing game in terms of defense. Uh, Keenan Allen had a stinker last week. I think that he returns more to the Keenan Allen that we've seen of late. Um, you're going to be paying up for him, but if I'm saving a ton of money elsewhere, I'm fine with that. Uh, I like Julio Jones this week. I think that that game you know, could get pretty wide open, and I think that the Saints defense has been known to shut down uh, opposing teams throughout the season, especially with Lattimore uh, likely covering Julio Jones. But I just think that Julio Jones is a total freak of nature, and he's going to have a really big game uh, this week. Uh, even at 7,900, I'm going to be rostering some Julio Jones. And then I like D.D. Westbrook, 6,100, uh, where I'm not playing Leonard Fournette. I like D.D. Westbrook in the Jacksonville passing game. And then I'm going to have exposure to the Miami Dolphins wide receivers. I don't really know how, where, why or when Jarvis Landry, 6,300 Devonte Parker, 4,200 and Kenny Stills, 4,000. The chiefs passing defense is letting up third most DraftKings fantasy points uh, per week to opposing wide receivers. So I'm going to get a lot of these guys in my lineups. Uh, just keep an eye on Parker though. He's been battling that ankle injury still. Uh, he's likely to play on uh, Sunday. It's just, just monitor just in case. Cause their season is kind of over. 
Um, so, but yeah, I think that, you know, you can get, you can get some tr- tricky plays with, with Landry, with Keenan Allen, with Julio Jones, Didi Westbrook. I, I like those options. Manati, give us some receivers. Well, because I'm paying up a quarterback and running back this week, there are some values at wide receiver. We already talked about Kendall, Wright. Uh, I didn't talk about Trubisky in the quarterback section, but like both of you guys, I'm looking at him and Kendall, Wright As a really nice punt stack option. Uh, we talked about the, the volume over the past two weeks, 24 targets. And the Browns are known for taking away the deep ball. They don't like to get beat on those long plays, so they leave the short passes open. That is where Kendall Wright lives. Uh, he's not going to break off a big play for you, but he gets open on those short routes and on DraftKings with the full PPR. A great value at this price. Uh, I love his floor and cash games, and I think he's fine in GPPs as well. And uh, right back on Jamison Crowder this week at 5000 Came through for us last week with a touchdown facing another pass funnel defense in Denver here. He's going to see a little Chris Harris in the slot. I think I saw this week that Harris has played about 20% out of the slot this season. Uh, But I still like the matchup here against the Broncos, who are horrendous at covering the middle of the field. And staying on the Redskins side, I kind of like Josh Doxson, too. His price is way too low at 3,500. He was 5,100 a month ago, and his snap his snap rates have not changed. Uh, he's a big play guy. He's going to be mo- motivated to post some big numbers after being held to 10 receptions in the past four weeks. So if you want to build a, a sneaky triple stack with cousins, Crowder, Doxon, I can get behind that. I'll be doing that myself. I, I now that I'm talking about it, I like it even more. So uh, uh, because both Doxon and cousins are underpriced this week, you can fit in some of those uh, running backs that uh, I like in Zeke and Devontae Freeman. The thing I really like about Doxon and the thing I wanted to like about uh, AJ Green is, and I think it might be something that I need to look at more next year, is guys coming off of horrific cornerback matchups, and Doxon's coming off of two. So they play the Chargers, who have multiple guys in the secondary that are super talented, and then last week, Doxon is shadowed by Pat P. So, yeah, <laughs> while his price goes down for reasonable reasons, it stays down. And now all of a sudden he has a matchup against, uh, I mean, the Broncos have a pulse, but not as much as they used to. And the price is just way too low because of bad matchups that Doxon, you know, it's really it's going to be hard for anybody to battle through those, let alone uh, a young guy like Doxon. So, yeah, a great spot. To bounce back for the kid. I'm going double trouble on white guys. Uh, Cooper Cup is $1,000 cheaper than last week. Uh, he has one bad game, and, and DraftKings just slashes his price. Great matchup against a Titans defense that is horrifying. There are more mouths to feed with the return of Bobby Woods, but Coop can really get his, uh, Cup can really get his uh, in a PPR format, so I'm okay with spending 5300 for him, and then keeping it white uh, with that injury to Deshaun Jackson, I am very much interested in Adam Humphreys, who's basically min-priced at three thousand. Uh, last week, when Deshaun went down, Humphreys slotted in as the number two receiver, playing sixty-six percent of the offensive snaps. Uh, I believe he'll do the same uh, this week if Deshaun can't go with the ankle injury, and just like Cup. Uh, he can certainly just get his from a PPR standpoint. And he's pretty nice after the catch. So double trouble on the white dudes, Cooper Cup and Adam 
Humphreys. How much does Rich love Adam Humphreys? I, I feel like we've talked about Adam Humphreys more on this show than any other show combined. He's a nice little player. I, yes. I, anytime he gets the opportunity, he is all in on Adam Humphreys. Listen. <laughs> anytime. Listen. The second Adam Humphreys is a free agent, he's going to the Pats and he's catching 80 balls for 1,200 yards. And the second you look at the Tampa Bay game, what's happening? Adam Humphreys is catching a pass. I'm telling you, man. Tell, I, I'm, the kid's good. He, uh, he's just in a, in a bad spot. Let's get two tight ends, and there's no suspension. There's no island game. So finally, and I have my sounder because I'm not in Aruba or some other tropical island. So finally, we can ask one very important question. Since the beginning of time, man has been faced with one undying question to which the correct answer may lead to a lifetime of riches and eternal glory. Eternal glory. Hola, me llamo Roberto. Yo soy fiesta. Y tú también. Tú eres fiesta. Fiesta. It's not in Buffalo, but it's a Against Buffalo, rule of Gronk versus Bills, Burt Minotti. Will you have exposure to Rob Gronkowski? No, that rule only applies when it's in Buffalo. I don't I don't want to pay up for tight end this week. You're going to see more than half of the ownership go to Gronk, Kelsey, and Olsen. And I want nothing to do with that. And I, I'm not going to have the salary flexibility to do it anyway. So no fiesta for me this week. I don't like the price on Gronk. He's up to 7400 I think. No way. E2, Donald. You usually hate Gronk, so I'm assuming this is a no Eres Fiesta as well. Nope, not going to the party this week. I, I I think there might be some additional things at play here. I mean, the fact that Gronkowski did that ridiculous cheap shot last week, I almost feel like the Patriots will sit him as soon as they can in Wait, this game. There's a cheap shot last week as well? I mean, well, last, sorry, last time. They played the Bills. Oh, okay. When, you know, Gronk dove on whatever, Tredavious White's neck or whatever the hell it was, like yeah. a total moron that he is. Uh, but, yeah, I think that they'll just sit him down and try and keep him safe. I mean, the Bills, yeah, they're playing for the playoffs. They could backdoor it. But other than that, I mean, when Tredavious White is, is texting people, the whole hood want, at, want him, you know, to, and then people are reading that on the air on ESPN. I just feel like that's they're going to be out for it. I mean, what was it last time the bills came to, to New England? They were starting a fight on the field before the game. It just, it just seems like it's just going to be one of those matchups where you're going against a rival and you're just going to play extra, extra rough. Um, and Gronkowski's prone to injury. So no, I just, no, just keep Gronk safe for the playoffs for the love of God, Bill Belichick. That's all I want. So just don't play him. I just Googled the whole hood want Gronk. And there it is. Tredavious White says, quote, yeah. whole hood wants revenge on Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I bet you thought I was making that up. No, I. it sounds like something WE I would talk about. No, it was like on ESPN or something. Yeah, I, think, was... I think he texted it to Ryan Clark, and Ryan Clark said it on the air. That's exactly <laughs> what happened, yeah. Uh, so wait, the whole hood doesn't want Gronk. It's just Tredavious White saying that the whole hood wants revenge on Gronk. Yeah, but I mean, if you—that was a really bad cheap shot. Of I mean, course, come but on. does Tre'Davious White represent the whole hood? I don't think so. No, Wait. I'm saying he's saying like the hood is like his teammates and stuff. Like they're gonna like put uh, extra hits on Gronk. You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. 
Like they're all going to gang up on Gronk any chance that they get. Like if Gronk's coming over the middle, you don't think they're going to try and level that guy? I mean, he's a dump truck, but still. Yeah. I... It, it just seems like a spot where like, listen, you don't need to play Gronk the whole game to win this game. I mean, your 12-point favorites, just put some points on the board, hand the ball off to Gillisley so it feeds Brett and I's fantasy teams, and let's go. Yeah. I got to look at this Bill's depth chart to see who the whole hood consists of. But in the meantime... Bert, give, give me some value tight end plays. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of the volume of some of the cheaper guys. Eric Ebron, 18 targets the past two weeks. I like him. Uh, Cameron Brait has seen a lot more usage since Jameis returned, and with no O.J. Howard, could see an uptick in targets. And then ASJ, if Denzel Perriman is out, I like Safarian Jenkins against the Chargers, and my favorite player in the league, Jatavis Brown, who again looked like a clown in his increased snaps last week when Perriman got hurt. Uh, definitely going cheap. I think ASJ is under 3,000, so that's pretty good value for a guy who has kind of disappeared in that passing offense, but uh, in a great spot if Perriman's up. I mean, Micah Hyde went to Iowa. I think Micah Hyde represents the whole hood. I'm not too sure about that. Uh, DP, tight ends. Give me some. Uh Brett hates Greg Olson. I love Greg Olson this week. Uh, 5,200 uh, out of those top you know, three or four tight ends. He's the guy that I'm going to be playing. Um, I also like Tyler Croft. Rich, you know, you mentioned him earlier. I just think Tyler Croft against this Lions team, who is 25th in DVOA against tight ends, according to Football Outsiders, uh, at 2,600. The price is just far too low here. Uh, like Brett mentioned, I really like Eric Ebron. Uh, I confirmed that he has had 18 targets over the past two weeks, and the Bengals, they just aren't that good against tight ends. Uh, 30th in DVOA against that team as well. So those are my tight ends that I'm I'm going to be looking for. Sharice Wright, blonde tips. Oh, and, and also whoever, because Brett mentioned Cameron Brait, and whenever he mentions Cameron Brait, the other tight end for Tampa Bay goes off. So whoever that is this week, Roster him, guys. Whoever Alan that. Cross. Alan Cross. Yeah, because every time Brett mentions Cameron Brady, he does nothing. But when he doesn't mention him, he does everything. So oh, come on, there was one week when he has those two touchdowns. I think it was like three weeks ago. Okay, okay, I'll give you I, that. I broke, I broke the the streak. So you're like eighty percent wrong. <laughs> it's very true. I was too busy looking up Bills defenders that don't represent the hood. Uh, did Brett? Did you mention Eric Ebron? I did. Okay, well, I like him too. That's my stamp of approval. I'm playing him in my fantasy championship over, well, I'm like 50-50 between him and Watson, but I'm leaning Ebron. Oh, yeah, play Ebron there for sure. All right, cool. Also, real quick, before we get to defense, very interesting kicker situation in season long right now, Uh, and a very great stat tweeted by ESPN's Adam Schefter. Uh, Greg Zerline was put on IR yesterday by the LA Rams, and he is the third most popular player on ESPN Fantasy finalist rosters. 37% of teams what? in the finals have Young Jeezy on their roster. Has he been that? Has he been? I don't pay attention Dude, to him. My, my, two teams, my two teams that went to the semifinals, I lost with both of them, but he was on both of them, and every week it was like 15 free points so every I, single week. So I have run to the wire, and I am playing something Sam Ficken at running back, uh, at, at kicker. <laughs> at running back? Yeah. Wait, <laughs> Sam Ficken? Ficken. F, like, if, uh, if a good Southern Belle didn't want to say 
the F word and then remove the R. It would be ficken. You're just gonna you're just gonna roll out the the backup kicker. I'm rolling out Sam Ficken. <laughs> Why? Why? The Rams score infinite points. If this... I know, but what if this guy can't make a 45 yard field goal? Well, then he's not gonna be a pro. I don't know. That... <laughs> Why would they? Why would they sign something Sam Ficken if he can't make a field goal? Oh, there's a lot of bad kickers, and this guy can't make a roster unless <laughs> Greg Zerline gets hurt. Yeah, but that would make me nervous, but. I, 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 if, if you need the, the ceiling, go for it. Something Sam Ficken. All right. Speaking of ceiling, let's get some defenses that are get some turnovers, maybe some touchdowns. DP, lead us off. Give us some DSTs. Yeah, so I like the Chiefs, 3,300, uh, going against Jay Cutler on the road in Arrowhead. That seems like an absolute recipe for disaster. I said earlier that I will be rostering some of the Miami wide receivers, which I – think is fine um but jay cutler in that atmosphere i think is going to be a total dumpster fire so give me the chiefs at 3300 uh also mentioned earlier that i like the bears 3500 pairing uh, them with jordan howard i think is a good play and then i like the redskins at 3400 uh they get denver on the road in their own building i think that this redskins defense is all right and i don't think that much of this denver offense so those will be the three defenses that i will be targeting uh right in the same price point just saw a tweet from Connor Hughes, Jets beat reporter, that the Jets have talked with Coney Ely about re-signing him. Good job, Bill Belichick. Way to go, buddy. Dude, Bill Belichick has fucked up like four things this this year, including really bad, including removing Tom Brady's medicine man from the sideline. Yeah, then that's 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 number five. That is correct. <laughs> Bert, give us man, some DST. He's had a shitty off season. <laughs> it's funny because I thought they had a great off season coming in. And, no, uh, this roster. We all did. This roster looked amazing. We what happened? I mean, you can't look and say that Brandon Cooks was worth a first round pick. I mean, Brandon Cooks, yes, we can still say he's good, but a first round pick. Brandon Cooks is open every play. He's the only no, guy. He's not. What are you talking about? He's the only receiver on the team with a semblance of a pulse. He might yeah, be the only receiver on the team. <laughs> right. No, just they signed Kenny Britt. Shut up. Just because 12 can't get him the ball doesn't mean it's Britt's fault. Or uh, Cooks' fault. God damn it, Kenny Britt. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I don't think... uh, Listen, even if he is good and open every play, I don't think you can justify him being worth a first-round pick. I think that that's pretty clear. Well, also, why don't they just give him the Edelman routes? I still don't understand that. Like, why isn't he running the drag routes? I don't think he can run those routes or is willing to run those routes. Anybody can run a drag route. Like Edelman did. What did Edelman do? Like it's not going like Edelman... over the middle and wanting to get absolutely destroyed. Edelman, whatever. He never got destroyed. He's always Dude, what are you talking yeah, about? There's like three people in the league that do that. Edelman, Jarvis Landry, and fucking Beasley in Dallas that like run over the middle and just get absolutely killed. I, I, don't, I don't recall Edelman ever getting killed. He's always wide open on those rub routes, and then he just he's falls wide down. Open because he's really quick, but he still gets killed. The guy's CTAE every other play, man. What are you talking about? I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. Cooks is really good. Brett, give us some defenses, please. Yeah, I think the Cooks for a first-round pick was a pretty nice uh, trade-off there because he's phenomenal. I like Carolina a lot against Tampa Bay at 3,100. This price is too low. Uh, the Panthers, seventh in defense DVOA this season. They get to the quarterback. They're third in the NFL in sacks. Uh, I think they're top five in hurries. Uh, They're at home this week in positive game script against Jameis, who does stupid shit in negative game script. So 
What's not to love about this spot? I might go 100% Carolina in my lineups this week. I love the Panthers. Chiefs are my number one selection. Anytime we can get Jay Cutler on the road, in the cold. The last interception that Jay Cutler threw against the Bills was one of the most embarrassing plays a professional athlete has ever made. He just wanted Especially the... after they got the onside kick. He just wanted he... the game over. <laughs> like, what was that? If that's not a tank job, I don't know what is. He just, that was classic Cutler. Don't care. I'm just going to throw it over here. And in Arrowhead, a Chiefs defense that has not performed very well. Could be a really good bounce bats, bounce back spot for them. Uh, and I, I don't hate the Jags if you have the salary. Garoppolo, according to Kean Fahey, has had a bunch of dropped interceptions. Ryan Fitzpatrick-like, Kean Fahey called him over the last couple of weeks. And if there's a defense that is definitely going to take advantage of bad throws, it is going to be Jacksonville. And on the other end, if the Jags get up, I don't think I think the Niners are going to continue to be aggressive. And I think Garoppolo is going to be fearless, which could actually be a like a detriment instead of, all right, we're, we're down by a million. Let's just run some conservative plays and get out of the stadium alive. I think Garoppolo could just stubbornly keep throwing into the Jags defense. I think this could be like a four interception game for Garoppolo. So I'm I'm okay paying up for the Jags D if you got room. If you're not rostering Cam Newton and Russell Wilson every And that's the show. Send us any questions that you have season long or DFS related at Gridiron Gamble, or you can tweet these guys directly at Brett Colson, C O L S O N and at Donnie underscore Peters. We'll be back tomorrow for the Super Contest show. And don't forget to Rate and review the podcast on iTunes to get into Donnie's Reindeer Contest on DraftKings. Remember to leave a review with your Twitter handle or some way to reach you. And tell us who your favorite reindeer is. Because that's fun. We'll be back tomorrow for the Super Contest Show. Until then, peace! Peace!